Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to another very busy episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Lots to come in this episode too. We're going to be reflecting on Monday night's Premiership action. Wins for Wolves and Bellevue won away on the road at Peterborough. Charles Wright and Joy Etheridge with the 5-1 in Heat 14. All over, they lead by 48 points to 36. They were six down after Heat 4. A stunning comeback by Bellevue on the night. Some news that caught a few people by surprise was the announcement of the new team manager at Kings Lynn. Alex Brady will hear from the man himself. What a lack of experience, I'll make up for him. Passion, enthusiasm, energy. Personally, I'm a winner, um, so hopefully I can transfer that into some something for the boys as well. At the under-21 British final, Tom Brennan was king of the pack. We'll speak to all three who made the podium. You always want to try better as a person. You know, every day when you wake up, you, you always want to try and be the better person you can. And for me, this is definitely a great big step forward to that. And we'll be looking ahead to this week's upcoming meetings, including televised action on Thursday and two local derbies in the championship as well on Friday and Sunday, involving Redcar and Newcastle and Edinburgh and Glasgow. All this and much more to come on this week's No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Well, welcome along. Another great week in British Speedway. We've got lots to get through in this episode and um, what a great week it's been for weather as well. Sweltering in the sunshine across the UK, which has meant no rain-offs across the British Speedway. The only meeting to be affected by rain was the uh, Speedway Grand Prix in the Czech Republic on uh, on Saturday, but um, they got there in the end and hopefully uh, more of the same over the coming days as well. Uh, we're going to start in the Premiership and looking at the meetings that took place on Monday night this week. Bellevue ended Peterborough's six-match winning run with a 52-38 triumph at the East of England Arena, their second away victory at the venue this season. Watching was Dave Rowe. Well, very much a meeting of two halves at the East of England Arena as Peterborough's six-match winning run was ended. Bellevue's second victory of the season at this venue by 50 two points to 38 a really impressive second half of the meeting for the aces who were six points down early on 15-9 to Peterborough after heat four they took a 5-1 the home side in heat one through Hans Anderson and Ulrich Ostergaard two more four twos in heat three and four but Bellevue immediately threw in Dan Bewley for a tactical sub ride in heat five he broke the track record clocking 57.2 as the comeback began the gap was still six after heat six though then the aces really began to get back into the meeting with a couple of four twos and a massive 5-1 in heat 10 when Steve Worrell and Charles Wright got to maximum points over Hans Anderson and Ulrich Ostergaard with Wright passing Anderson for second place. That made it 31-29. Brady Kurtz came to the party in race 11 with a victory over Bjarne Pedersen. Jay Etheridge with a crucial third place there, 35-31. Panthers had to hit back in heat 12, but they couldn't because Chris Harris had mechanical failure away from the start line. Superb ride by Michael Palmtoff to get the better of Etheridge and Steve Worrell, but Bellevue still led by four, and then they banged in back-to-back five ones in heats 13 and 14. Three nights on and away they go and palm topped off the inside. He's out trapped and Charles Wright gets the lead. Etheridge goes deep around the outside and Bellevue here have one and two and uh, palm topped trying to get in between but Charles Wright has the advantage. Etheridge round the balls up on turns. Three and four has gone round the outside. Palm topped trying to come back through on the inside but Etheridge has made it right round the field. Superb by five. Joy Etheridge and Bellevue off gates two and four in heat 14 which has not been good all night really well they've really made it there Charles Wright superb off gate two with a great ride by Etheridge to get round the outside 
and not only are Bellevue going to finish the match victory here tonight, they're also going to take four big points back to Manchester because uh, neither Michael Palmtoft nor Scott Nichols can find any way through. This is some response from Bellevue after they were beaten at home by Wolverhampton on Thursday as they team right onto that ball with Charles Wright on the inside, Joy Etheridge around the outside, Michael Palmtoft doing all he can to split them up, but I think he'll win out of time. And Bellevue are going to take all four points back to Manchester this evening. Charles Wright and Joy Etheridge win the 5 1 in Heat 14. All over, they lead by 48 points to 36. They were six down after Heat 4. A stunning comeback by Bellevue. Bellevue on the night, a stunning comeback from their home defeat on Thursday. Bellevue put themselves right back in the title mix here at the East of England Arena. That secured all four points for a Bellevue and Kirk then won the last race with Harris passing Bewley for second. Really impressive night's work by Mark Lemon's side. Back on track after a home defeat against Wolves last Thursday. They win here at the East of England Arena by 52 points to 38. Well, after the meeting, Dave caught up with the Bellevue captain, Steve Worrell. We'll hear from him in a few moments, but first let's hear from director of Speedway at the Aces, here's Mark Lemon, who reflects on what a difference a few days can make in Speedway. You go from villain one week to hero the next. Yeah, that seems to happen these days. You know, there's a lot of uh, opinions out there, and you know what? We'll take that on the chin. You know, that one that really hurt on Thursday, the loss to Wolverhampton. But you know, the boys, you know, showed their resilience and uh, you know adapted really nicely to these conditions today, and um, they flicked the switch when it when you know when we went you know green light racing. So really proud of their efforts. You know, they, they dug deep and you know, it was tight there to begin with, but um, we showed what we're capable of tonight. And away form generally has been very, very strong and that augurs very well for end of the season when potentially you'll be in the playoffs facing these two-legged matches. Yeah, I mean, we've got to work on our, our home pitch. Um, obviously, that's you know, we need to get some advantage there and we're going to work on that and um, I'm sure the boys will, will have done their homework and uh, will come back fighting. Um, but yeah, no, the, the waveform has been brilliant. You know, it's, it's nothing like the Bellevue of old. So you know, I'm, I'm happy that, that they can do so, such a good job on the road. Um, it's key. We, we've always in this league when you can pick up four points on the road. It's always been a focus of ours, and obviously, it was, you know, it was very much my focus when I was building the team that you know, we had to have a very you know um, flexible, you know, adaptive team. So yeah. Happy for the boys. And you talk about that flexibility. Obviously, the big boys quite often take the credit. But Tom Brennan won a race crucially tonight, and then Joy Etheridge late in the meeting really came on strong for you. Yeah, I mean, it's strange because, like, you know, I mean, I'm probably get criticised for probably leaving uh, Tom in so many races. But you know, he had the speed, he looked the goods. Uh, we had a few problems with Joy's bike early on, so that was kind of the reason why he didn't sort of show in the first half of the meeting. But as you can tell, he got that dialed in and, and uh, was a bit of a played a starring role like he did last Thursday. Well done. Well Cheers, hands. You know. <laughs> so, champion. And uh, a run of away matches is, is actually carrying on because you're back at Kings Lynn on, on Thursday, Wolverhampton on Monday, which could be a, a real blockbuster with a chance for some more points on the road. Yeah, and we have to keep that momentum up. Um, Kings Lynn, obviously, we know they're sort of being wounded and, and we have to take the, you know, keep that blood rolling for, for our boys. Um, and then, yeah, the big crunch at uh, Wolverhampton. So we got to do a bit of payback, really. Quick word on Richie Worrell, absent tonight. What's the story there? Yeah, obviously he's aggravated an ankle injury on Friday and, um, you know, so it's a shame, but you know, hopefully he'll be right for Thursday. Bellevue captain Steve Worrell and Steve after a home defeat on Thursday. That's some way to bounce back tonight. Yeah, um, we just got caught out with track conditions on, on Monday at Bellevue. Oh, sorry, Thursday. Um, I think it would not be in there for a good few weeks now. You know, you get caught out. We seem to be better on the road than we do, than we do at home at the minute, but... Um, yeah, we'll get that sorted. It's nice to come here tonight. It's a it's a track we all like. Clearly, you know we, we scored well here last time, and we come away with a, a good points lead there. So I, I'm happy. Good team performance, and yeah, got a win. Must give you confidence because there's every chance you could end up back here again later in the season. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we go top and we can choose who, who our opponents are, then I think Peterborough would be a good choice for us. You know, like. But then again, never underestimate you guys. I think what was your seven people were seven in a row unbeaten and then you know for us to come and beat them I think it sets a big statement but you're not going people haven't gone seven unbeaten uh, for no reason you know they're a very strong team and maybe we caught, caught them on an off night or whatever but uh, no I think it solid performance from all of us and yeah proud of the boys and you looked to have plenty of pace a couple of good race wins double figures pretty happy with that yeah last time I come out I was having a couple of mechanical problems and struggling for a bit of speed out of an engine, but different one now, and yeah, I was happy. Got some speed and yeah, looking good. Big week on the road for you boys with Kingsland coming on Thursday and Wolverhampton next week, so get some more points away before you get back home again. Yeah, I think individually, all of us now as a team were flat out. You know, 
Well, for the next five weeks, I think I've only got a few days off because it's, between both leagues, it's all crammed in. I think everyone's the same, but my fingers crossed. Weather holds out and we, we get a good end to this season. Well, that's how we like it after last year. So. Yeah, that's it. We, we all want to be racing. That's it. That's what we're here for. And I think if we, if the season carries on the way it is, it'll be an exciting end. You know, everyone's everyone's so even. I think in the teams this year, and you know, like look at this. Look at this. Look at the, the racing tonight. It was brilliant. You know, and come the end of the season when it when that's the, the business and all the points count, then yeah, it'll be exciting. Great stuff, boys. It's like great performance. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. There's the thoughts of the Bellevue Aces then. That's um, Steve Worrell and Mark Lemon. What of Peterborough then? Their six-match winning run comes to an end. Ulrich Ostergaard reflects on a disappointing night. Yes, of course, very disappointing. You know, we really wanted to win this. Uh, we lost against them last time here as well, so we really wanted to put, put on over them this week. Um, but we knew their quality side. We knew it was going to be hard. But, uh, yeah, we tried what we could and uh, we need to pick ourselves up and go to Sheffield Thursday and uh, try to do some damage there. Strange night with the gates. Track, track was really, really fast, obviously. Everyone was oh, yeah. quick times, but gates one and three was a massive advantage. Yeah, it, it was uh, for some reason because when we walked it, it, it didn't look that there would be that massive difference, but it, it actually turned out to be that way anyway. And, uh, yeah, I think I burned the clutch in my last two after the uh, yeah, heat 11 rerun anyway. It was so warm and humid anyway, but... Um, yeah, it is what it is. We have to move on. and uh, But of course, we want to win at home. We don't want to lose. And uh, we really wanted to show that we what we could do. But uh, we didn't do that tonight. So uh, go to Sheffield Thursday, positive mind, and uh, hopefully uh, try to get some points there. Yeah, is that a track you like? Are you happy at Sheffield? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I always like Sheffield. It's always been a good uh, away track for me as well. I think the rest of the boys like it as well. So it uh, should be a fairly... Um, even racetrack anyway so hopefully we can go down there and have a bit more speed than we had tonight and a bit more better gates and uh, yeah hopefully get some points on board so make up for what we lost tonight as Ulrich Ostergaard speaking with Dave Rowe and next up as Ulrich mentioned for the Peterborough Panthers it's a trip to Ollerton Sheffield Tigers versus Peterborough that match is on Eurosport on Thursday night the other fixture in the Premiership on Thursday is at the Adrian Flux Arena Kings Lynn Stars versus the Bellevue Aces and that'll be the first match in charge for um, Alex Brady who's taken over at the helm of the Kings Lynn Stars we'll hear from him very soon Wolverhampton moved to the top of the Premiership following their 52-38 win over Ipswich. It was a fourth successive victory for the Monmore side who leapfrogged Peterborough on the back of their home defeat to Bellevue. Watching this fixture was Ryan Guest. It finished Wolverhampton 52, Ipswich 38, but that 14-point difference doesn't necessarily tell the full tale of this one in what was a fine example of a meeting of two halves. The True Plant Witches kept the Paris International Wolves on their toes in the first period and found themselves just two points behind after Heat 8 when reserve pairing Paul Stark and Drew Kemp bagged a 5-1 maximum in the third staging. But the host suddenly turned the screw and reeled off three straight heat advantages to take full control of the fixture. The Paris International Wolves sent the Witches back to Foxhall empty-handed when a consolation league point was the minimum they looked like grabbing at the midway point of the meeting. That reserve pairing we mentioned of Stark and Kemp scored a total of 19 points between them for Ipswich, something which made their collapse even more frustrating for team boss Richie Hawkins. They weren't helped by the fact that their top two of Jason Crump and Craig Cook could only muster up six points between them, but take nothing away from Wolverhampton, who again demonstrated their title credentials. They won 12 of the 15 races, and their heat leader trio in particular were in scintillating form. Nick Morris and Rory Schlein were only denied maximums by Danny King in Heat 15, while Sam Masters sealed the victory for Wolves as he wrapped up a paid max in Heat 13. With Peterborough losing at home to Bellevue, it meant the Paris International Wolves moved to the top of the Premiership table. And with three further consecutive meetings at Montmore to come, there is a great opportunity for Peter Adams' side to stamp their authority at the top of the regular standings come mid-August. Well, let's hear the thoughts of the Wolves' captain. Here's Rory Schlein. Going to the top of the Premiership table tonight with a, an impressive win in the end over Ipswich. Yeah, like I said out there to the crowd, you know, Ipswich kept us pretty honest. Uh, I'd say in the first half of the meeting, and then we just clicked into overdrive and brought off a few five ones. And um, yeah, it's uh, you know a nice way to uh, finish off the night. You know, you know, good scores from everyone really. And um, yeah, like at the end of the day, like even if if Ipswich took a point, you know, the, all that mattered was getting the getting the W. So we got that, and uh, yeah, top of the pile. On the back of that away win at Bellevue last week, um, and obviously that that second half performance here, that really does show how dominant this Wolf side can be. Yeah, we're notoriously good in the second half here anyway, but it was um, 
it was good just to see like us three big guys, you know, get get stuck in, get get the heat wins when when the pressure was on, and um, you know, like, and we we had um, we had issues to deal with. You know, Luke was running late, and um, Alfie was sort of struggling, and um, and but we still handled it. You know, so you know, as much as Luke was a bit rushed, and that he still went out and did, done a job, and you know, and banged in a few good points. So you know, we're a good side. We would gel together. You know, that's what uh, Chris and um, Peter very good at you know the guys just click and um, you know we're enjoying it at the minute This was the first of four straight fixtures here at Monmouth Green as well how important is it to, to capitalise and maximise on, on that run of fixtures here? We just don't lose at home it's as simple as that you know I think if everyone else has dropped points at home I think uh, we are we there? I think that might be don't quote me but yeah I think that could be a stat but um, yeah so yeah as long as we keep this place a fortress um, you know happy days Individually, it's fair to say you've been in the wars, battered and bruised over the over the last few weeks. Um, must be more encouraged by how you, your overall night went tonight. How are you feeling? Yeah, the last last three, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, it's uh, it's been an uphill battle. Really, we just haven't been able to get a, a, a clean run of of meetings where we're not ended up in an air fence or in the back of an ambulance. And uh, I'm supposed to be enjoying me last year, but yeah, I'd say the last few meetings, like Bellevue, we had a good one there, and and then we, you know, we had a good one at Red Cup, but obviously we crashed here as well, but. Yeah, they're just starting to feel a little bit more normal, you know, I'm not as stiff, but still, we're still struggling with my right leg, which is a bit of a concern, but, you know, we'll have to, we'll, we'll chase it up with the specialists. Yeah, um, I look ahead to, to next Monday very quickly. Obviously, always a, a fierce uh, fierce rivalry against the, the Bellevue Aces. It will be, you know, and, and th- them guys ride our track as good as what we ride there. So, you know, the Warrell brothers ride here really well. Um, you know, uh, Brady, you know, he races in Poland. Dan's been on, you know, form of his life, you know, so we we have to be on our toes. It's the same as tonight. We don't we don't treat anyone differently. We know everyone can come here and win races. It's it's a track where I think people are starting to like you know coming. Um, but uh, you know I think we're showing you know we, we've got track craft and you know we're dominating towards the end of the nights. Well done to yourself and the team tonight. Rory. Cheers. Thank you. As Rory mentioned there, uh, really the tale of two halves of the meeting and um, Wolverhampton really coming into it in that second half. Until that point, Ipswich were firmly uh, in things and uh, it was all very close, but didn't end up that way. We're going to hear from the Ipswich team boss, Richie Hawkins, very soon. First of all, let's hear from top scorer for Ipswich on the night. He got 10 plus one. Here's Paul Stark. Yeah, you know, we started off well, though I think uh, I saw a red light, or I thought it was a red light when I was leading, I think, and then... In the next one, the engine started to seize while I was leading as well, so I threw a lot of points away there. But um, yeah, you know, it was close to start with, but we just we just fell off in the end. It, it was it's a tough meeting. You know, your boys are so good around here. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the meeting. Uh, always enjoy coming here. So yeah, it was good to be here. Yeah, you've talked about those uh, eventful two first rides, shall we say, uh, with the the red light you thought you saw in the crowd, and then the mechanical problem. So to turn that round and score ten paid eleven, got to be happy with that personally. I am, but it should have been more like fifteen, sixteen. So uh, yeah, I'm happy with it, but uh, it should have been better in the end. But yeah, really tough meeting. You know, your boys are fast; they're all fast. So uh, it was good to get some points in the end. Yeah, yourself and Drew scored 19 points down at reserve. So, um, does that make it a, a little bit more more frustrating that you didn't leave with anything here tonight? Yeah, but you know, I think a few of our—I mean, obviously, Crumpy's still struggling at the moment. But you know, what sort of quality rider he is, um, and when he comes to the party, if me and Drew can do that, and uh, you know, Crumpy comes back to fitness, then I'm sure we can pick up points on the road when we need to. Yeah, points on the road are, are going to be crucial as well. Not only that, we're going to have to rely on uh, one or two other clubs slipping up along the way as well now. Yeah, we are. It is going to be tough, but, you know, we just take it as it comes, take the meetings and, uh, yeah, you know, just if we can really pick up a, a couple of big, big wins on the road, that that is, you know, what we need. And we need a bit of luck then as well for some of the other teams below us. So anything's possible um, and we'll just keep chipping away and try and get it get it sorted. Yeah, just finally as well, since uh, dropping down to, to the reserve berth, these last four meetings have been a, a lot more positive for yourself. They have. I've just had a lot of uh, problems at the start of the year, to be honest, with engine plates and stuff. So we've just changed everything, new clutches, new plates, and the bikes feel sharper, you know, better from the start. And, uh, yeah, we're getting there. Well done tonight, Paul. Thanks, man. Well, Ipswich team manager Richie Hawkins to be two points down after eight races, looking in really good shape for a minimum of a consolation league point. Just all went wrong in the second half here at Wolves tonight. Yeah, we were right in the meeting, um, but the reserves were kind of carrying us. The reserves were brilliant today, and then top five um, weren't, weren't winning any races. So, you know, it was hard to hard to see what to do. Um, yeah, we kind of, yeah, we fell away, so... 
Yeah, you mentioned the reserves, Carrie, and the top five. You've got to look at the, the top two in particular when Craig Cook and Jason Crump score six points between them. It's always going to be a, an uphill struggle from there. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think, you know, Crumpy was in there. Well, they were both in, the, in there in the mix and, and making starts and not quite there. They weren't far off. Um, but, yeah, obviously, yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on everyone else. But, um, yeah, I think, like, obviously, Jake had a couple of good rides and some not so good. And then Danny as well, he kind of saved like his best ride to eat 15 once it was over and it's yeah I think they they, they all, all everyone all the top five or top four as it is as such could have uh, performed better but it was you know it's speedway I know you like to look at the positives uh, 19 points between Drew and Starkey tonight so um, plenty more to come from them as well and a, a good boost of confidence for them both yeah I think Starkey's come on so much as you can see he's you know he's, he's happy and confident and, and riding really well so yeah, really pleased with him, and I feel that was the best performance we've had from Drew this season um, for us. Uh, he's a lot of improved form in the championship. Obviously, had a great result in the under 21s, you know. So I think his confidence coming up, but he looks, you know, what he was sort of showing tonight, what we know he can do. So yeah, really pleased with him. Yeah, Kings Lynn uh, back at Foxall a week on Thursday. Um, vitally important that, that you win that one and then it's all about uh, getting getting some more wins on the road somewhere if you are to, to get into those playoffs yeah we need to start with a win on first yeah a week first day win that home meeting obviously it's important against Kings Lynn but it's important for, for our season um, yeah and then it's kind of it's not in our hands really you know it's in every, you know we, 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 we are playing catch up realistically so um, yeah win Thursday and then if we can get some away wins and hopefully someone will slip up and we can we can nip in the playoffs many thanks for your time as always Richard cheers mate Well, the two teams there next in action um, next week now, in fact, because uh, Wolves are going to be racing on Monday night against the Bellevue Aces at Monmore. For Ipswich, they've got about 10 days off because they next race at Foxhall next Thursday, the 29th, against, guess who? The Kingsland Stars. And, of course, the Kingsland Stars are under new team management. Alex Brady has been named the new team manager. He's a successful businessman with Miners and Brady estate agents who took on the team sponsorship with the Stars last year. It's his first opportunity to venture into Speedway management, and he will be in the hot seat for Thursday's visit of Bellevue to the Adrian Flux Arena. He's been speaking with Ryan Guest. So, uh, Alex Brady, the uh, new team manager of the Kingsland Miners and Brady Stars... First and foremost, just give us a, a bit of background into into everything that Speedway means to you and how, how you've been involved in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been watching since I was about five years old. Um, we come to Kingsland all that time. Um, and as with everybody, I absolutely love the sport. It's It's been a huge part of my life watching it. Um, been watching the Grand Prix, particularly over the last couple of years, travelling all around Europe, uh, 2018, 2019, with, with a few riders. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be back on the other side of the fence now so yeah never probably thought you'd be asked to be a team manager though <laughs> it's certainly something i didn't expect um but the challenge i'm ready to really looking forward to and gonna relish so yeah um i'm someone who watched speedway from a young age so uh, doing everything i do i know especially feels for yourself though going even further and, and getting involved with the riders that you've been cheering on all season absolutely some really good characters within the side some of the riders i know quite well from the sponsorship side of things as well um, I'm really looking forward to working with them and you know, bringing some togetherness together and, and actually trying to perform and you know, as, as we know they all can. Yeah, Naturally, looking from, from the outside, you can understand why uh, some people might question it when there's obviously more experienced people out there on the sidelines. But um, like you say, the, this is something new and at the end of the day, Kingsland have got nothing to lose, I guess. Absolutely. And what I lack in experience, I'll make up for in passion, enthusiasm, energy. Um, you know, in my day-to-day life, um, I'm a successful estate agency. We are number one in east of England um, so personally I'm a winner um, so hopefully I can transfer that into some, something for the boys as well Yeah that winning mentality is one thing what, what else do you think you can bring to the role? I think um, just like I said getting the boys together again um, you know, trying a, a bit of cohesion as a team um, and actually just, just getting them all firing together rather than two or three on the same night which like I say has been the case uh, most, most commonly this season so Former Stars boss Sir Rob Lyon guested as team manager at Sheffield on Thursday. Um, first and foremost, look, let's look at the performance from the boys to, to take Sheffield down to a, a last-heat decider. OK, it didn't go the way in the end, but uh, nevertheless, a, a great effort. 
Absolutely, and an engine failure away from a win for unfortunately Ricky Wells on the fourth bend um, on the fourth lap. So, you know, what what turnaround in, 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 in uh, performances, and that's what a bit of, a bit of belief does for you. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And Rob was Rob's fantastic, great mentor to learn from. Yeah, I was going to say um, certainly on the on the tactic side of things and, and the rules. I'm I'm guessing that's uh, that's one side you have got to get to grips with pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm a bit of an anorak with it to be honest, but um, yeah, certainly some things I have to pick up. But um, yeah, it's like I said, what I, what I lack in particular speed knowledge I'll, I'll make up for in, um, in everything else and you know I've been a fan on terraces for 25 years I've, I've followed the rules as best I can over that time and yeah it's it's something I have to get to grips with a little bit but you know I'm sure we can going to be an interesting one the first meeting in Alex Brady's Speedway managerial career will be Kings Lynn versus Bellevue this Thursday last week Kings Lynn went agonisingly close to a shock win at Sheffield missed out the final score 46-44 it was a last heat decider the stars were 43-41 up going into that final heat and Sheffield really needed that 5-1 it was Adam Ellis and Kyle Howarth who eventually delivered the goods over Chris Harris and Richard Lawson and Richard Lawson reflects as the punches keep coming for the Kingsland Stars. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, we wanted to win. Um, I think tonight of all nights, you know, missing Jack, and uh, I think we wanted to try and take advantage of that. Um, we got close, but didn't pull it off. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, we've struggled so much, and we, we got ourselves in the lead there at Heat 13, and. Ah, we just threw it away. So, yeah. In in some ways, though, it does show what this side can be capable of. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I didn't have especially great night, and uh, Thomas, who's you know not in double figures like like we have been, um, but everyone else stepped up. So, you know, we're, we're getting close, and I think you know you got to take the positives from these meetings, and um, you know we're we're not rolling over. We we've lost these matches, but we haven't dropped our heads and. We still want to win meetings home and away, so we still give it our all. Yeah, like you say, it's all about pride. Uh, desperate to get that first home home win of the season for the, the Kingsland supporters as well. And um, a chance to do that Thursday against uh, Bellevue. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, it'll be it'll be a tough one, as it always is. But, um, you know, we, we take some confidence from this. Um, you know, everyone kind of... Uh, stepped up their game like I said and uh, you know I think if we can just all get together like that at home um, we're going to finally pull this elusive win off so there's Richard Lawson speaking with Ryan Guest following their narrow defeat against the Sheffield Tigers. It could easily have gone either way, of course. It was a, a very close run thing, as we mentioned, with that last Heat 5-1. And leaving it late is what Sheffield had done a couple of times this season, and it's not doing anything for the nerves of Simon Stead. Here he is with Ryan Guest. These last Heat deciders, that, that you know, it's, it's great when you come out on top, but it could have quite easily been the other way around tonight, and we did have a little bit of luck throughout the meeting as well, so... Um, we've rode our, our luck a little bit and uh, we know that we need to significantly improve as a team if we're going to fight our way up the table because we've still got a, plenty of fixtures left, um, a lot of away fixtures, a lot of home fixtures and, an, and, and a good run through to the end of the season. So it's, a, it's really a crunch point in the season for us now and we need to turn the corner and and be better and more convincing. Yeah, we will come on to the positives in a few moments. Uh, first and foremost, though, that there are one or two areas in the team that, that must be raising a, a few concerns now as a team manager. Yeah, um, but there's no easy answers. And um, at the moment, you know, my job as a team manager is to try and get the best out of the lads. And, um, you know, Batch knows he's struggling, he's not happy. Um, he don't want to go out there and score three points. Um, James would like to be scoring more points. Um, but you can only nurture them and help them and try and point them in the right direction. Um, uh, and it's difficult, but uh, there, there has to be an improvement and it has to be quick because all of a sudden in a condensed league and a condensed fixture list, we're going to run out of fixtures very, very quickly. And all of a sudden it can be, we were nearly there and I don't want to be nearly there. I want to be in there. Um, and I want to cement our place in the, um, in the playoffs and, um, and have a strong finish. Let's focus on uh, probably the two standout performances of the night. First of all, uh, club captain Kyle Howarth, that was much more like it from him tonight. 
Yeah, he'll, he'll, he's, he feels much better about things. Um, he's, he's ridden really, really well tonight, a lot more like his old self. We know what he's capable of around here, and he, and he showed that um, in, in a number of races tonight. Uh, vintage Kyle, really, uh, riding in the right place, putting himself on the line, making some great moves. I mean, it's been a fantastic meet, some spaced out um, races, but there's been some fantastic passing tonight as well. And then, like you said, moving on to um, moving on to the other one. Uh, there's been, there are a few positives, you know. Adam's had a fantastic meeting again, um, ridden like an out-and-out heat leader. Very, very pleased with him. Uh, and, you know, you've got to say a special mention for Josh Pickering because it's his first time here uh, this season. Um, introduced him into the team and he showed all about the reasons why we signed him uh, never give up um, brave uh, as you like uh, some hard first corners some brave first corners uh, some passing from the back um, the fans will love him won't they they will indeed well you've already answered the uh, second question for me so many thanks for your time as always steady thanks mate there's the Sheffield team manager Simon Stead with Ryan Guest and um, on the subject of Josh Pickering we're going to hear from Josh Pickering later on with his Edinburgh hat on primarily but he does talk about uh, moving to, to Sheffield in the in the Premiership as well so that's coming up later on because Edinburgh got a big weekend they're racing uh, Glasgow home and away this coming weekend so more from Josh Pickering on the way just interview after interview in this episode there's just so much going on that's why I'm, I'm flying solo because there's so much to get in and next up for Sheffield it is the visit of the Peterborough Panthers uh, a team that really I mean apart from the other night where um, it was uh, Bellevue that got the, the better of them they have been flying against uh, all comers including against Sheffield and um, for the first time welcoming the TV cameras to Ollerton Stadium as well which is going to be a welcome site Thursday night speedway on TV on Eurosport and uh, let's speak to the Sheffield co-promoter Damien Bates about welcoming both the TV cameras and the Peterborough Panthers this week. I don't think anybody expected Peterborough to do what they're, what they're doing this year but fair play to them you know Rob Rob Lyon's got that them racing so so well and um, you know it's going to be a tough tough match you know when you've got like Scott Nichols and Chris Harris at reserve it, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, um, as a, a Sheffield boyhood fan, obviously, to, to then uh, be owning the club to take them up to the top flight. Um, a chance on Thursday to, to showcase what top flight Speedway is about here at Alderton. Yeah, listen, I think everybody's always thought Sheffield needs to be in top league, should be in top league. We, we took a step up um, due to losing his race nights um, for, for top league speedway we went to Sundays didn't work out so we went to went, went back to Thursday in top league big gamble um, big step up um, last year when um, we didn't run genuinely believe that's going to be the best team that's ever never ever rode for Sheffield um, and, and we wanted to make a big statement which we did with Nicky and, and Jack um, and others um, and we want to do it again this year uh, we've got Jack back uh, we've got Adam who, who's you know he's a quality rider um, and you know it, we, we just I'm, I'm proud to own it in top league yeah it's a big achievement and, and I'll hopefully for TV it goes to show you well, like, it should have been in top flight for a long time yeah, hopefully so. And if uh, if the first few meetings at Allerton this season are anything to go by, um, particularly with the amount of uh, last heat deciders you've had to endure already, for, for from a neutral perspective, that'll that'll make great television. Yeah, listen, I don't like last heat deciders. Um, I ready to throw some at tonight, uh, last week against Kings Lynn. Um, so hopefully it's not a last heat decider. That's all I'm hoping. But you know. It's, it's Sheffield, it always takes a few races to get going, but you know, come end of meeting, racing's fantastic here and it shows week in, week out um, how good it is. So there's Damien Bates, Sheffield co-promoter and looking forward to seeing Sheffield on the TV at Eurosport Thursday night, 7.30. It's uh, going to be a big match, Sheffield Tigers versus the Peterborough Panthers. And the other Thursday night match, as I mentioned, is the Kingsland Stars versus the Bellevue Aces. And I'm sure there'll be regular updates from the Adrian Flux Arena as well. And somebody, therefore, who's going to be in town will be Nigel Pearson. And we'll hear from Nigel at the start of part two 
too. Calvin Tatum is going to be joining him in the commentary box, but um, some other Speedway legends getting in on the action in this week's coverage on Eurosport. Find out more in just a few moments' time. And still to come on No Breaks, No Fear, there's plenty more lined up. Let me tell you, we're just at the very start. It's, it could be an epic episode because we're also going to bring you uh, the reaction from Redcar last Friday, the British Under-21 final. It was won by Tom Brennan. Also on the podium, Drew Kemp and Dan Jilks. We'll hear from all three. And we will look ahead to the big action in the Premiership, which is going to be that uh, double header between um, Redcar Newcastle home and away and Edinburgh and Glasgow home and away we'll hear from Josh Pickering we're also going to hear from Archie Freeman and uh, hear from Scunthorpe's Tero Arneo all still to come on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast I'm Ian Brannan. Welcome to this week's No Breaks, No Fear. Reaction coming up from Redcar last Friday, where it was the under-21 final. We'll hear from all three of the boys who made the podium. We'll hear from Dan Jilks, Drew Kemp, and the winner on the evening, Tom Brennan. That's uh, all on the way. First of all, we're going to find out more about what's in store in this week's Eurosport coverage on TV, because Thursday night is Speedway night this week. Ollerton Stadium is the venue, and your commentator will be Nigel Pearson. So it's the first time the TV cameras have been to Sheffield for quite a few years. In fact, it was back in the Sky Sports era uh, when we last went to uh, Ollerton Stadium. Me personally, I'm looking forward to it. I've been to a couple of uh, Sheffield home meetings this season. It, it, it remains a fantastic venue and uh, I'm just pleased that Sheffield are now in the top division because for many, many years, Neil Machin, who did a wonderful job at the club and promoted 649 matches as Sheffield promoter, Um, he resisted the temptation to take the club up because he felt that uh, financially it was prudent to stay at a level that the club could afford. But here we are now in in 2021. The Bates family and Peter Mole took the decision last year to elevate the club to premiership status. Um, And now it's a good product and I expect Thursday night to be a cracking contest. Last week, Sheffield were pushed all the way by Kings Lynn, the bottom club. But um, Kings Lynn had riders who are Sheffield track specialists. So to me, that didn't surprise me the way that meeting went last Thursday night. I wasn't there, I was following it, but um, it didn't really surprise me uh, the way Kings Lynn rode around Ollerton. But in terms of Thursday night, Peterborough will be looking to bounce back. They were beaten on Monday night, of course, by the Bellevue Aces and uh, plenty of reaction from that, of course, no doubt, on this uh, British Speedway podcast. Uh, But in terms of looking at the meeting itself, I do believe that Peterborough have riders that will enjoy riding the Sheffield track. Uh, It's been quite some time since Bjarne Pedersen raced there. I would suggest that it's probably in his Newcastle days when he first came over. But uh, Chris Harris has ridden there uh, more recently, of course. And um, yeah, I'm just expecting a really good speedway meeting. What I like about Peterborough is they're always going to have strength in depth. And look now, with Bomber at reserve, when was the last time he was at reserve? Um, and that's elevated Ulrich Ostergaard to number one with Bjarne moving to number five. So, yeah, it's strength all the way through. And I love this Dad's Army uh, tag. I think it's brilliant. And I know the lads, the Peterborough boys, have really thrived on that. The Scotty Nichols, great guy, uh, saying, oh, not, not bad for a bunch of old boys. You know, it's brilliant. So, no, I'm really looking forward to a good meeting. Um, I went for the Bellevue match. Um, that was a second meeting in succession after they'd uh, beaten Ipswich. Now, the Ipswich meeting, the racing was quite processional, actually. They hadn't quite got the track right, um, and the riders, I know, had one or two issues. But the following week against Bellevue, the racing was fantastic round Sheffield, seeing the likes of Dan Bewley and Jack Holder going head-to-head. That's what it's all about. Um, and and I'm, I'm really looking to, to, to Thursday night for something similar. It wouldn't surprise me if it's another last deep decider. I know that's the last thing that Simon Stead wants because uh, it's not good for his, uh, his nerves and his heart rate. Uh, it isn't for any team manager, is it? But I, I think Peterborough will arrive at Owlerton in a positive frame of mind despite their uh, home defeat by Bellevue on Monday. And, and I'm expecting a really good meeting for the fans in the stadium and hopefully there will be more of them than there has been because I'm led to believe that Sheffield were only allowed about 920 fans maximum in a vast area like Owlerton. 
Uh, now on Thursday night, hopefully that's going to be very different and we'll see a big crowd in front of the TV cameras because, you know, I'm aware that when money's tight and all the rest of it, it's easy to stay at home and watch it on the box, but the weather's going to be nice and the atmosphere should be superb. Hopefully a few Peterborough fans will be making the journey up as well and, and we'll have a good crowd to, to create a good atmosphere. Um, trying to get back to some sort of normality as best we possibly can. Um, great facilities at Ollerton. Um, now the bars and the um, the snack bar and the track shop, all back in place, back open on Thursday night as well to to add to the race night experience. In terms of the Eurosport coverage, um, I've been made aware that we've got Sam Omelenko on the team on, on Thursday night. I watched Sam do a few laps around Sheffield back in 96 when he was a Sheffield rider and um, certainly knew how, to, knew how to get around that place. I tell you, he was super quick. A sudden Sam, so he'll be uh, alongside Abby and Kelvin, top of the show. Um, I'll be on commentary duty alongside Mr. Tatum, and uh, Dave Rowe will also be there doing pits interviews. And we've got Jan Steckman at the other meeting of the night at Kings Lynn. So it's quite a lineup. Honoured to be in such company as a world champion in Sam Omalenko, three-time world long track champion and England World Cup winning skipper Kelvin Tatum. And a former Grand Prix rider and Denmark World Cup winning manager, Jan Steckman. So it's a strong lineup that Eurosport have got on the Thursday night. A job I love as much as ever. It was 19, it was 2001 when I started on Sky Sports doing Speedway. And here I am in 2021, still loving it. I've had a busy schedule. I've had the Grand Prix Friday and Saturday down at Stockley Park in London. Couldn't do Sunday um, because I was called up to Blackpool for the World Match Play Darts, which is where I've been and um, still am now, actually, uh, in a hotel in Blackpool. Weather, weather's gorgeous. Heading down the beach in a bit to um, get me kiss me quick hat and a few sticks of rock to give to the team on Thursday night. And uh, and then it's Sheffield on Thursday. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And I've I, I got to say, you know, British Speedway on television is still a fantastic product. We've lost riders. Um, Robert Lambert being one of them, of course. Uh, Nicky Pedersen was lined up for Sheffield, couldn't come back this year. Niels Christian Everson is missing. We've lost these guys, but it is still a very good product. So the Premiership is unpredictable. Um, it's good. The Championship is really good as well. And the National Development League, absolutely vital. The National Development League for um, for the future of the sport. And we're going to have to look closer to home for our riders in the, uh, uh, in the leagues, that's for sure. So National Development League has a really key part to play uh, in British Speedway. Big weekend in the Championship, Glasgow-Edinburgh, Edinburgh-Glasgow coming up over this weekend, so I'll be interested to see um, how that fares with increased numbers in Scotland, of course. Um, Birmingham are back in business on Wednesday night against Redcar with the return of Eric Chris, and I really do hope that Birmingham get a better crowd because I know the, uh, the Mason family have been uh, really suffering financially during these restrictions. Pull Pirates back at home on Wednesday as well now that restrictions are easier. So it's all looking a lot better now, and the sun is shining. What could be better? And I'm looking forward to Thursday night at uh, at Olderton. Feels almost like going home because I spent years doing the centre green microphone there. Had some wonderful times. In fact, I can always say that some of the most wonderful memories I've got of my time working in Speedway were when I was on the centre green at Sheffield. We had a wonderful time. So I always look back going there. I've got I've, I've really got a. Um, a soft spot for Sheffield, but it'll be purely neutral commentary. It'll be Sheffield Tigers and Peterborough Panthers live on Eurosport on Thursday night. Join us from 7.30. And as Nigel mentioned in that, uh, it's a big weekend ahead in the Championship. We've got um, two local derby double double headers, <laughs> if that's the right phrase, because um, we've got Edinburgh and Glasgow home and away Friday and Sunday. And um, Redcar Newcastle home and away Friday, Sunday. So we will hear from Archie Freeman of Newcastle in a bit. We're also going to hear from Josh Pickering as well before the end of this. Um, and also Terra Arneo of Scunthorpe as well, because they're riding away at Eastbourne this weekend. But first of all, let's go back to um, last Friday, speaking of Eastbourne, because it was Tom Brennan who claimed the British under-21 title in a fantastic meeting which was held at Redcar's Media Prima Arena. Of course, we were previewing that meeting with uh, Redcar co-promoter Jitenda Duffel last week. Um, here is how it all boiled down in the end because uh, there were two riders really who were uh, above and beyond uh, all of the other competitors, to be honest. Um, and and they, those were Drew Kemp and Tom Brennan, who until Heat 19, when they faced each other, 
both were totally unbeaten. And Tom Brennan, in fact, went through the entire card unbeaten all night. Here was the final heat called by Dave Rowe. Here we go with the final. Kemp, Brennan, Palin and Jilks. Green light comes on and away they go for the grand final. Jilks made a good move from the outside, but Brennan gets above in front of Kemp. He lifts on turn two and Jilks is a big one around the outside. Doug Jilks might make it all the way around the outside. Turns back into the bank, comes off by Brennan into the corner and Tom Brennan has the advantage and Dan Jilks trying to pass him with Kemp in third place and Palin at the back. Nervous moment there for Tom Brennan, but he lifted but controlled it well. He's charging clear. It's Jilks in second place. It's Kemp in third with Palin at the back and Tom Brennan here has got a couple of laps to go and Drew Kemp is currently mired behind Dan Jilks in second place. Kemp is doing all he can to get up to Dan Jilks but Jilks is maintaining second place. Brennan has cleared off here. Brennan has the advantage by a distance after a terrific first lap and he moves on to his last lap. Jilks lifting off the fourth bend and Kemp tries to move inside him on the first two turns but it's all behind the race leader here. Tom Brennan for the Bellevue Aces and the Eastbourne Eagles is about to become the British under 21 champion. Tom Brennan on one wheel wins the final. Great strap for second with Kemp coming around the outside on Dan Jolts to get the second place. Dramatic stuff there off the final bend but Tom Brennan is absolutely pumped with that for every good reason. He has ridden superbly here tonight. Yeah, well done to Tom Brennan. Congratulations on becoming the British under-21 champion. And congratulations to not just all the competitors, but everybody at Red Car Bears as well, because it was a really well-run meeting. I know that Dave Rowe, who was there commentating, it was his first experience of uh, of, of Red Car Speedway. And uh, he said himself, you know, a fantastic, fantastic meeting, fantastic track. And uh, it was a good night all round. Um, let's hear from the top three then from the Knights. First of all, let's hear from the uh, champion himself then here is Tom Brennan oh, absolutely delighted you know it's uh, a dream come true for me and I've had some great people to help me to get here you know this isn't, this isn't just myself I've had um, some great great people behind me and uh, they've definitely stuck with me you know we've had a lot of ups and downs and unfortunately more downs than up so uh, for us it's, um, this is such a good feeling because we've had we've had it so hard recently and um, we've, 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 we've just picked up some form now and I think that showed tonight you know we um, definitely put in the hard work the last couple of years and it's paid off so yeah, no, I'm more than happy it's a real good news story after your, your really serious injury then we had the year when no one could do a lot last year to come back the way you have and you said hard work pays off there yeah I mean I, I was just saying back then you know you can see the people that have um, stayed and obviously put the effort in during 2020 you know when obviously there wasn't much prize and glory it was all just grit and determination and there wasn't much from it you know you felt you, you could almost feel pretty lonely um, in, um, in um, 2020 purely for the fact there was no fans there was no people you know and it was pretty hard, um, and you can see the people on there on the um, on on the podium tonight um, who have stuck with it and definitely put the hard work and um, determination in. I mean, unfortunate for Leon and obviously Anders. I mean, unfortunate for them, you know. But that's Speedway, so wish them all the best and hopefully they're back soon. But you know, tonight's tonight's my night, and um, I'm I'm very happy to say that. So. Tell us about the final because you made a great start, and then I wondered if it might all go wrong on the first bend. But thankfully <laughs> for you, you managed to control it. Yeah, you know, it was it. It was a bit of a touch and go on sort of what gate and it was like one or two and because you can sort of control the corner quite good there, you know, and um, three and four seemed to be a little bit of a graveyard. So we were like, right, gate two and we were set on that and um, I was just determined to get over over one because I knew that Drew would go off one. So it was more of a, we knew what was going to happen and it was, I needed to make the drop on him and I did. So it's always good when a plan pays out and um, it doesn't always work out your way, but tonight it has. So. Is this the beginning for you now? Is there more to come? Obviously, we're seeing you scoring in the, the Premiership and, and the Championship and you're having some terrific performances. Is this really the way you can really kick on now? Yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope this is a new beginning of uh, something a bit more... Uh, how do you say it? You know, obviously, hopefully this is the start of something better. I mean, it's always you always want to try better as a person. You know, every day when you wake up, you, you always want to try and be the better person you can. And for me, this is definitely a great big step forward to that. So we just will keep, keep our heads down, keep working and... Premiership's hard, you know. Premiership is really hard. So is Championship. They are they are the same riders, but different different league altogether. So you feel, you know, it's all it's all very much mental. So have to try and pull together and um, and work that out yourself, you know, because things things aren't just pen and paper. It isn't 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 just easy right now. So keep heads down, keep focused, and there's more to come. Well, really well done tonight. 15 point max and the final. 21-21 champion Tom Brennan. Well done. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys.
There he is, the under-21 champion. That's uh, Tom Brennan speaking with Dave Rowe. And if you didn't catch the episode that we did with uh, Tom Brennan a few weeks ago, he joined us as our guest host. And whilst we're talking about the matches that were happening that week uh, and what have you, there is a lot in that episode about what goes on with the youth setup in British Speedway, um, his story and and you know how he came to, to be involved in Speedway and, and some of the work and his work ethic and his thoughts and where he wants to be. It's all discussed in that episode. So do go back and listen to that episode with with Tom Brennan because you will realise, listening to that, why it's actually not a surprise at all that he's having the success he's having because he's putting a lot of work in to uh, to his speedway and uh, and and all the very best to uh, to Tom um, and all of the riders who uh, who were involved in that meeting because British Speedway I think from watching that under twenty one meeting myself it just shows how much talent there is through that field because you know five or six of those riders easily on the night could have won that and, and maybe on another night another five or six might have might have uh, triumphed as well it's exciting times for British Speedway let's hear from another of the riders then who had a good night nearly but no cigar for uh, for Drew Kemp who uh, Came unstuck in that uh, in that final, but he was pretty unbeatable all night as well. And surely it's only a matter of time before it's his turn. Here he is with Dave Rowe. Drew, I know you came to win, so second is no real consolation. But what are your emotions at the end of the meeting? Disappointed, obviously. You know, I want, as you say, I came here to, to win, and to not come away of that is, uh, yeah, pretty gutting, really. But you know, there's plenty of positives to take away from this meeting. I'm still still come second at the end of the day. I'm 18 years old, so I got a few cracks at it still, and. Um, you know, I've, yeah, so I've got plenty of years left, so just got to move on from this one and, uh, yeah, as I say, take positives from it. Do you think an important race was actually when Tom beat you in your last programme ride because that then gave him the gate choice in the final? Maybe, yeah, because I actually wanted gate two uh, for the final and I didn't think he would t- take it. So, obviously, yeah, that that heat win that he got over me was, um, was ideal for him. But at the end of the day, like I said before... Um, Whatever happens in the heats is irrelevant to what happens in the finals. So, you know, although gate two worked in the heats, it might not necessarily have worked in the final. Obviously, it did. But um, speedway is a, a very different sport. You know, it always changes. So, yeah, who knows? But um, well done to him. To be honest, he was he was fast all night. But uh, as I say, I'm really disappointed. But some some consolation, you went race right on to the end, and you pipped. Dan Jones for second place. Good race it was. Exactly, yeah. Second is obviously better than third. I would have obviously <laughs> liked to have done that sooner and obviously been closer to Tom, but it is what it is. You know, I said it was a good race and uh, I come second. So I'm, like I said I've got loads more years left and that's still, what, three, three more years to win it. So, um, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. You've got loads more to come and you're going the right way. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So it's a silver medal on the night for Drew Kemp, but that was one right on the line because he was chasing down Dan Jilks for the entire four laps. And here's Dan Jilks, who finished in third place at the British Under-21 final at Redcar last week. Dan, well done. Third place is probably not quite what you wanted, but after a tough night's work, still a great effort. Yeah, you know, if, if someone would have said you'd come third in the meeting before, I would have, you know, bit their, bit their arm off. I just, you know... I got off to a good start and, um, you know, I was in second and uh, I saw Drew try and come up the inside and I thought, you know, that's where he was coming and I tried to block him off but, you know, unfortunately that wasn't the case and, uh, you know, not really, you know, too happy with myself for that decision but, um, you know, there, there's nothing else I could, I could have done when I was in that position but, um, you know, it's a, a good meeting. We, you know, we didn't start off too good. We were struggling a bit from the start but, um, you know, we quickly changed that and, you um, you know, I was making pretty good starts for the rest of the meeting, really, and, uh, you know, that, that was the main thing, really. You worked your way through the meeting after the first ride when he came off on the first bend, so to get back in like that with two wins, that's good for you? Yeah, definitely. As soon as I crashed on the first one, I didn't think there was any going to, you know, going to be any chance that I could even make the semi. So to, you know, come around the podium is great. Like I said, it's uh, a bit unfortunate that I got beat to the line, but um, sometimes that's the way it is. Yeah, third place onwards and upwards now. You, you can do this again, hopefully, and you've got you've got much more to come. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've still got a couple of years left of this, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll give it up best shot next year and uh, you know we, we've got to try and take this confidence now into the next few meetings coming up and um, you know hopefully we can start going forward with my starter now because obviously tonight you know I was making good starts so um, you know we've just got to keep this form up now and uh, you know take it on to future meetings. Well done Dan, third place tonight, well done. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. That's Dan Jilks of the Kent Kings and the Kent Royals there speaking with Dave Rowe and it really is exciting times for British Speedway, there's some exciting talent coming through and I think the uh, the four guys who made the final which was um, also included 
including Jordan Palin in that final as well with Dan Jilks, Drew Kemp and Tom Brennan. I think, you know, they're obviously the, the, the they were the right four to make the final, in my opinion. I think they were the, the strongest riders, certainly on the night, but in, in that whole field as well, you, you would probably argue. And um, behind them, though, there's some other exciting talent coming through. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where things go in British Speedway over the coming uh, few years or so. So looking ahead to some big fixtures this weekend in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear in the Championship. We've got a couple of local derbies on our hands this weekend, both home and away. Red Car against Newcastle on Friday and Sunday. And um, we've got Edinburgh, of course, taking on Glasgow on Friday and Sunday as well. We're going to hear from Josh Pickering of Edinburgh. We'll hear from Archie Freeman of Newcastle. And we're also going to have a chat with Scunthorpe's Taro Arneo before the end of this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan. Thanks for joining us. We've got a few more interviews to bring you before the end of this week's episode. And we're going to look now at some of the fixtures in the championship coming up this weekend. Because a couple of local derbies on the cards um, in England, in the northeast, in fact. It is the big one there. Red car facing Newcastle. We'll talk about that shortly. And in Scotland, Edinburgh face Glasgow on Friday night, the return on Sunday. And these two teams particularly are both uh, vying for honours in the championship this year we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago with Sam Masters as to how strong Edinburgh are we know how strong Glasgow are from number one to seven a very impressive lineup there and they've had a decent season as well let's hear from one of Edinburgh's stars right now though Josh Pickering who's had a great season with the Edinburgh Monarchs and the question's been asked a lot of times why hasn't Josh Pickering been picked up by a premiership club until now of course he's recently signed for the Sheffield Tigers so we'll hear more about his thoughts on that as we speak with Josh Pickering he's with James Black uh, a brilliant display from yourself and a, a dominant display from uh, the side which must give you masses of confidence heading into two huge meetings uh, next weekend against Glasgow yeah well not only two it's three for me of you know Sheffield at home versus Peterborough that's going to be you know a tough one they're at the top of the ladder I think so um, they're strong all the way through and you know, everyone loves the the Scottish Derby, and we haven't had one for a couple of years, so I'm I'm looking forward to it myself. And yeah, I really just want to get in, make good starts, and really stick it to them and stick it to the fans. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that'll be the sentiments of uh, of many of the Monarchs fans, uh, as well as uh, as well as the team. Um, just touching on you, you mentioned Sheffield there. Just how much of a difference does that make to yourself um, riding top league and doubling up? Because you know, every time uh, it's mentioned. Your, your name's been banded about and why has he not got a, a Premiership spot? You've now finally got that and you've grabbed that with both hands yeah. after a great uh, performance last night. Yeah, no, look, now I've just... My mentality's similar but different. I, um, I'm i coming here usually and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I've really got to you know, score. I need to keep keep me um, keep me scores up for the promoters so I can get a chance in the top league. Now I'm there, nothing's going to change. Anything else, I've got no pressure on myself. So I'm just going to go there do me thing as I normally do, have fun and I'll be fine, you know. So um, I just can't thank Ryan enough for working his bum off for me in here. He does a great job at week in, week out. He helps me with what, like doing the bikes here, he helps me with washing the bikes at home and, you know, gives us a place to stay as well. So we can't uh, help but thank Ryan and Rio enough for that. Yeah, absolutely. Speedway needs uh, needs guys like that to, to help you guys out, especially if you're if you're riding, you know, um, you know, in two leagues, and then you're uh, here, there, and everywhere up at one end of the country one day, and then down at the opposite end the other. It's uh, it must it, it must be good to be kept busy and riding regularly. Yeah, well now I can, mate. I've, I'm sick of sitting around. Look, I'm here to race motorbikes. That's why you know I come halfway across the world every single year, and I've done since 2017. So um, now. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, next week race three meetings, Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday, and then the following week it's Thursday, Friday, I think, and then we have a, a busy one then. I, I go Monday night, Kings Lynn, Tuesday Pool, uh, Tuesday Plymouth, Wednesday Pool, Thursday Ipswich, Friday Edinburgh, Saturday Leicester. I then have Sunday, Monday off, backed up by Tuesday Kent, Wednesday Birmingham, Thursday, Ips, uh, Thursday Ipswich, and then Friday back up here. So... That's going to be massive in August, and um, again, Ryan's taken time off work to come and help me, and you know, give us a hand for all their matches. So again, I can't thank him, and I can't do it without him. 
I hope you've got all those dates in your diary. Is so quite a busy man there is Josh Pickering speaking with James Black. And of course, that is a double header. Friday night, it's Edinburgh v Glasgow, the return on Sunday at uh, Ashfield, Glasgow, Edinburgh. It's going to have a big bearing on how things pan out, certainly in the immediate few weeks, and who knows, maybe longer term uh, for the uh, how things are looking in the championship. Another local derby taking place this weekend is in the northeast of England. It's the big one between Redcar Bears and the Newcastle Diamonds who will face each other on the same days actually home and away Friday and Sunday. Let's hear from one of the new recruits for the Newcastle Diamonds although he didn't start off as a new recruit particularly he's a local lad and he was riding with the Newcastle Gems at the start of the season and then that team went by the wayside. He moved to Armadale but now finds himself in the full Diamonds lineup, and he was also part of that under 21 final at Redcar um, last weekend as well. So he's got experience of certainly riding at Redcar recently. He's Archie Freeman, and he's been chatting with Dave Rowe. Must have been really nice to take that call and to actually step up. Must feel really good. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, it's what I've always dreamed of as a kid. Um, and to get the call, yeah, it's amazing. Obviously, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. Yeah. It's just any point, a, a bonus, um, and it's all just good track down. And people to learn from in that team, senior riders that can hopefully give you some some some, some advice. Exactly. Um, the team's full of a lot of experienced rider uh, riders, including um, Ben Barker, who's, yeah. who's already offered. That uh, was quite a lot, and he did show that in the Glasgow pits. Um, but yeah. And the, the team have um, surprised a few because at home they've had some good results against some strong teams. Yeah, um, it, it was a bit shaky at the start, but obviously the, the team's found their feet. Obviously, hopefully now I can I can keep the reserve spot unlike the unfortunate few. But um, yeah, you know the, the last few matches have been good matches, so hopefully I can add on to that. And a massive start for you, local derbies against Redcar. It doesn't come too much bigger, does it? Really, that's the, the big matches. Yeah, well, it's, it's a good track, red car. Um, obviously, I'm riding here today. Yep. Um, good, done, good experience, I've done, Yeah, I've done plenty of laps around here. Um, so I can't see it being a bit like difficult trying to find setups and, and whatnot. But obviously, then we got them at home the two days after at Newcastle, which is an even better track for me. So yeah. I, I aim to score some points in that there's Archie Freeman speaking with Dave Rowe ahead of that northeast derby weekend. Redcar, Newcastle, Friday, the return on Sunday. And finally, in this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, we look at the Scunthorpe Scorpions, who last week took over at the top of the championship after an impressive 51-39 win at Birmingham. The Scorpions collected all four points from their trip to Perry Bar to overhaul Glasgow at the summit, with former Brummies Adam Ellis and Tero Arneo both scoring heavily. Ellis with 13 plus one. Arnio with 12 plus 1. The away form of the Scunthorpe Scorpions has been a major question mark, really, for things over the course of this season. Tero Arnio has been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Tero Arnio, fifth time of Askin. Finally, the curse is over and away win. Not just that, though, all four league points as well. Yeah, that has been on a card for a while. Like, we have a, that kind of team that which has been built now to win a league and... Uh, to be honest, like we have a little pressure to get that away when we we are doing fine at the home, but uh, we we have been targeting win Newcastle even Leicester, and like we have failed to get away points, and now it finally comes. So now we are on the right trail again. Yeah, before coming to Birmingham, uh, 38 points on the road was the, the highest total you'd managed in the championship. But uh, when you looked at Scunthorpe's lineup, a lot of ex-Birmingham riders here, including yourself, so you, you must have fancied your chances, especially when they hadn't ridden here for five weeks as well. Yeah, to be fair, like a, I don't, I don't really like a, prepare too much for any away meeting. I have been round, uh, well, more or less, like a ten odd years, so I know every single track quite well. So I'm going every track and uh, like a, there's only one track in the whole England where I haven't ever been scoring double figures and that's that's Edinburgh and we have already been there. So I'm going any away track now and uh, double figures in my mind and look at our team on a paper. We can win any away meeting at the moment. Yeah, double figures were certainly in your mind tonight as well. Uh, 12 points and three race wins. Yeah, that was good. Like a track was a little bit tricky and uh, like I was struggling a little bit in my first three rides but uh, when it got a little bit uh, drier I started to ride better and uh, like a lot well 2019 setup started to work again 
Yeah, and just finally, like you say, this is a, could be a big night for the Scorpions now to, to kick on on the road as well as building on those impressive home performances. Yeah, to be fair, I think uh, we are targeting playoffs, of course, and uh, like uh, two away wins, two four-point away wins, and uh, then we keep an unbeaten home record. That's supposed to be enough for the playoffs, and that's that's a minimum target for us to be in the playoffs, and once we are there, we can beat anyone. Many thanks for speaking to us, Tero. Yeah, thank you. There's Scunthorpe Scorpion star Tero Arneo speaking with Ryan Guest. Last week, by the way, if you're a Scunthorpe fan and you haven't heard it yet, we spoke with Simon Lambert, who was um, saying that with the signing of Adam Ellis, that that would really improve things on the road for Scunthorpe. And that certainly turned out to be the case in that meeting at Birmingham. The next fixture for the Scunthorpe Scorpions is away at the Eastbourne Eagles. That'll be on Saturday and uh, that'll be uh, an interesting match to, to see how they get on there of course uh, the Eastbourne Eagles going pretty well and of course now with the um, British under 21 champion in their lineup as well with uh, Tom Brennan there it's uh, it's going to be a, a great match that I'm sure if you're a, uh, a Scunthorpe fan uh, travelling the distance down there to Eastbourne making a weekend of it perhaps a great fixture if you are on holiday in that part of the world well that pretty much sorts us out for this week on No Breaks No Fear let's have a look through the fixtures that are coming up over the course of the week and um, Wednesday night Birmingham taking on Redcar in the knockout cup that's the one that was uh, rearranged from much earlier in the season uh, it is actually the second leg of that tie now with uh, Redcar carrying a slender lead into that fixture also on Wednesday night it's a south coast derby Poole taking on Plymouth again in the knockout cup and then on Thursday back to the premiership it's Kings Lynn versus Bellevue um, Alex Brady's first fixture in charge of the stars and um, there will be reports on that in the TV coverage. The main feature of the Eurosport coverage will be at Ullerton Stadium, Sheffield versus Peterborough. We heard about that earlier with Nigel Pearson. And then on Friday, we've got a couple of local derbies, Edinburgh versus Glasgow, Redcar versus Newcastle in the Championship, both getting underway at 7.30. And um, we've got a fixture in the NDL as well on Friday. It's the uh, Bellevue Colts versus the Eastbourne Seagulls which will be getting underway at 7.30 at the National Speedway Stadium. On Saturday, it's the Eastbourne Eagles versus the Scunthorpe Scorpions in the Championship. Meanwhile, at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena, it's the Leicester Lions versus the Pool Pirates, again in the Championship. And a fixture in the National Development League at Shieldfield Park, Berwick Bullets versus the Mildenhall Tigers. And then on uh, Sunday, it's a return of those local derbies, the two big fixtures on Sunday in the Championship, Glasgow versus Edinburgh at Ashfield and uh, Newcastle versus Redcar at Bruff Park and then on Monday back to the Premiership it's Wolverhampton versus Bellevue that will not be on the TV um, taking a break for a couple of weeks for the Olympics will uh, speedway coverage on Eurosport back in a couple of weeks but the next fixture of course on the TV will be that one at Ollerton on Thursday night 7.30 for Sheffield versus Peterborough and that's about it for this week my thanks to you for joining us thanks to all the people who helped us put this show together by the way I should say a big thanks to Ryan Guest to Dave Rowe to Nigel Pearson and to James Black who have uh, been out getting the interviews this week from across as many tracks as we can get to across British Speedway and um, don't forget if you are in the area of a track if you're on your holidays look it up see if there's uh, some Speedway meeting you can get to over the, the next few days or so support your local side just get along and see some Speedway there's some great matches um, uh, lined up this week some great riders get along and support them and have a great night out at the Speedway and we'll be back with you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock with another episode it'll be available to download from then and we'll have all the roundup from everything that's happened across British Speedway have a great week No Breaks No Fear is a Nigel Pearson Media Limited production for British Speedway take care we'll see you next week No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.